0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. Here with your hosts, Pat and Julia.
1: This is Julia, in case you thought that was. Mm -hmm. We're both actually eating a snack right now. We're eating a kid's Lara Bar, which I buy these all the time because they're so good. And I was with my mom and I saw they had a new cinnamon flavor, so I bought a box. Boom. I didn't even tell Pat about it.
0: Boom. Seems to be your thing recently. (laughs) What? Just buying stuff.
1: (laughs) So today, well, the other day, for you guys, if you're listening on Wednesday, I bought an iPad. Mm. I am very excited about it. The only thing that I know this is typical Julia move is that I'll say that I'm going to, you know, wait a little bit or pick between something that I want, and then I just end up buying both. Um, But I'm going to get good use out of it. I never buy things that are... Not purposeful.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So, are you mad at me?
0: No. <laughs> I don't care. You don't? You think I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We have a imbalance in our family of... What? <laughs> <laughs> of me being able to keep my train of thought.
1: What's the imbalance?
0: Well, the imbalance... Like, I'm very... I don't really like spending money. I don't... Yeah. I mean I just I've needed new golf clubs for years. I've I wear the same Which we can buy. I I know we can. I'm just saying. I'm not saying we can't. Yes. Okay. But so I just keep reusing and whatever. And Julia just thinks.
1: Okay, but I'm not like a you have to admit, I'm not like a crazy spender. No. Like I'm good with my money. Yeah. I'm very good with like what I save, what I spend you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying things like every week. I'm not like going purchasing like, you know, crazy things all the time. Yeah. But every now and then I do get a craving to just buy something. And I'm like, what do I need? Yeah. And with the iPad, I've been doing a lot more with our work stuff with together and the podcast and my own stuff. I've just been creating a lot more like just creative stuff. So I wanted that to be able to travel with. And it's super lightweight. I actually, haven't even opened yet, but I was at the Apple store and I was like playing with it. Um... And it has like cellular data, so basically you can use it like a phone, but it would, mm. it's sizable in the in between your phone and your computer, and it's so much lighter than your computer. So yeah, a bunch of reasons why I wanted to get it. And I'm just, it's not that I haven't been thinking about it for a while, I'm just impulsive. If I want something and I've been thinking about it for like more than a week or two, I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just kind of how I roll. Yeah. If it's something huge, I would obviously have more of a conversation with my husband, I think.
0: Well, I don't even know what that would be. Like, you wouldn't come home like a with a car. car. Yeah, or your house. I know,
1: obviously, but that's what I mean. I don't want people to think that. No. I think it's I'm overcompensating right now for nothing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I bought an iPad. I'm excited. I I put up on my Instagram for some apps because I know a lot of people have them, and everybody was wanting to know what apps and whatever. I think it's more for me of a creative purchase, um, and obviously a business purchase, but. Um, I can't think of another reason why I would need one because I have my phone and my computer, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get a lot of usage out of it.
1: Yeah. It'll be be fun for us to both just play around on it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we download games? Yeah, let's download games.
0: Like Angry Birds?
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's probably, Angry Birds is the only game you know because that's like back in the day when you did have an iPad and Mm -hmm. that was like the only game that was out. I have
0: Angry Birds on my phone, though.
1: Wait, where is your iPad? Don't you have one?
0: I haven't had one in a while. Was it from work? Yeah.
1: Oh, you had to give it back?
0: yeah at two jobs ago
1: yeah yeah i remember that that was like an old one but yeah so that's what i did tomorrow or today i guess today for you guys for listening we are headed up to the cat skills actually decided well i don't think i've went to fashion make the last like two years um i go back and forth every year because it's always this time of year and i i feel like by the time it comes up i'm just like not prepared and i actually don't love it um I, over the years, have just kind of like steered away from it a little bit. I don't know. it depends on the opportunities that come, but we're going to the Catskills and we're spending a few days in a cute little cabin. I wouldn't call it a cabin, I guess it's just no. a house, but you know, just to get some house time out in for the woods. a little first fall getaway, yeah, which we talked about.
0: I'm excited for it. It's yeah. gonna be nice. it'll be a little more north than here, so I think it'll be a little maybe a little chillier mm-hmm. get out there in the space and. We're going to bring Willow with us. It's a dog-friendly Airbnb. So that'll be fun. Let her run around and go crazy outside.
1: Yeah. The other thing.
0: The other thing.
1: Is um, Pat has decided that he's going to try and grow his hair out.
0: Yep. I.
1: It wasn't even a decision. It's just that you're lazy with your haircuts, I think.
0: Yeah. Maybe (laughs) that might be some of the motivating factor behind it. I feel like I'm. I used to always like trying stuff with my hair. I mean, I was the person who used to, like, I've dyed my hair blonde. I've dyed my hair black. I've had racing stripes carved in the back and the side. I've had my initials. Okay, dyed it a long
1: time ago. It's been a while. I know.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. But I'm just saying, like, I've always. To me, hair, at least for a guy, is just like, maybe for anybody, like, try new things with it. It comes and goes. You're going to cut it off. If you don't like the cut, it'll grow back. Yeah, And I've had just this hairstyle I have right now for so long that I was like, all right, I'm ready for something different. And I used to have a buzz cut and I was like, I don't know if I want to go that route right now. That's
1: also pretty boring.
0: Yeah. But so. it's simple. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right, let's just try and grow it. And oh my God,
1: that'd be so funny to see you with a buzz cut though. Why? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Um. So, yeah, we're going to try and grow it out and just see what happens with it.
1: Yeah. I We, we took some or I went online because I was like, how is this going to look? Like, realistically, like from the point of his hair now, it's like he has straight hair. And I'm like, but if you grow it more, he has a lot of texture in his hair, very thick. So I'm like, maybe it'll be wavy because I think people with like guys with longer hair, I, I feel like it needs to be wavier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to see. We have some photos of, you know, some inspiration behind the growth Yeah. So there's gonna be a good. So when Julia,
0: or we were talking about it, Julia was not the most pleasant person to be around with him because she was giving. (laughs) She was getting on me about it, and I was like, "I've said to you, I want to try and grow it. I want to try and grow it." And I think one of the reasons why she was like getting uncomfortable with it is because, in her mind, she was just thinking of like the worst possible outcomes. Like I was gonna have, just whatever, like, terrible hair. Well,
1: this is the thing, though.
0: And then we started Googling and looking at pictures, and it's like, oh, okay, it can look like that. Oh, okay, it looks like that. Or, oh, like, there's a lot of different options of what it can look like or what it could look like.
1: I agree. Now that I've looked into it, yes, you're correct. But I also think that, one, you are lazier, on the lazier side with your hair. I am usually the one who's like, time to get a haircut. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Now you want to grow it. That's great. There is, I think, going... Kind of already is and going to be this stage of like in between. Yeah. And so like that's you know, for my hair too, I hate that. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a weird stage of in between. But we gotta just push through and see what happens, I guess. Yeah,
0: there might be some awkward stages, but it's just (laughs) he just doesn't care. I care. I just yeah, I really don't care. Julia does.
1: So yeah, Pat's getting a haircut. Or he's not getting a haircut. Not gonna get a haircut. (laughs) I'm still gonna get a
0: haircut to like keep it. Well, that's what we've been talking about a little bit. Yeah.
1: Okay, going into from that, I wanted to talk about how crazy it is, how all of the things in life that we have to remember to do Mm -hmm. or like all of the basically overload of content. But I feel like there's so much stuff in life that you hear about that you're like, I have to remember to do this if I want to stay healthy. For example, we're like, I have to take supplements every single day because I'm going to feel like better if I take them and this person's telling me to take them. I have to drink a gallon of water every day because that is like up to date with what the media is telling me that is super healthy. So I have to take supplements. I have to drink a gallon of water. I have to have two to three cups of vegetables every day to be healthy. Okay, Mm. great. I have to have, I have to do a thousand Kegels every day. You know what that is? Yes. Okay. Sunscreen every four hours, even if it's cloudy, even if it's sunny, even if it's raining, no matter what, sunscreen. Um... Some other things were just that I was like remembering. With my mom and I were having a conversation. She was like, "Make sure you know." I was reading something. I was telling you that you make sure you don't sit for too long. Make sure you get up and make sure you walk around and you exercise and you're not just sitting for too long. Otherwise, this, this, and this can happen. So there's just like, moral of the story. I was just we were having that conversation of all of the different things that I don't know if it's content related, but all of the different things that we are trained. To listen to and try to keep our bodies healthy. And it just comes down to being a huge list of things that I or you or anybody can't actually do all the time. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I do know. Was what that you're long about. winded? Not... Yes, a little bit. Um, Sum it up. <laughs> I mean, I think I get what you're saying. It's like there's new and ever changing standards that is being pushed by whatever of what you're supposed to be doing. Taking your supplements, drinking your water, eating your vegetables, working out for this long, doing this, like so many of the different things. And I agree. I mean, there's so much. I I was at the dentist last week and I, my dentist yelled at me about flossing. And right. it's like, oh, there's another thing I need to remember to do. Right.
1: It's just always like one thing after the other of things to make sure you're doing. And it's whatever's important to that person that day. The yep. dentist is telling you to make sure you floss because that's super important to them mm-hmm. and it sh- therefore it should be important to you. And there's yep. just an endless list of different things that we should be doing to be healthy. And when you listen to certain podcasts and different content, it's talking about one specific category like skincare or like mm-hmm. supplements or, you know, eating and vegetables or exercising. And then you're like down to a list of a hundred different things you just wrote down the last month of what you should be doing every day to make your lifestyle healthier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it comes down to the simplification of all of that comes down to routine. For example, like I said, the dentist every morning without having to think about it, I brush my teeth, right? That's not like a, Oh, I need to remind myself to do this. So all the things that you just said, if you can get them into your everyday routine and repeat that routine every day, it becomes second nature to you. So you don't have to remember a hundred things.
1: Right, but I think it's also just like, these are the little things that I think about now from I guess hearing from other people. So I wake up in the morning and I try to drink water immediately and it's fine, but sometimes in the morning it's like a struggle, but I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I have to continue to drink water. So throughout the day I'm drinking enough water or trying to Mm -hmm. drink enough. I will never hit a gallon of water a day ever. Like that's just too much. It will not happen. I'm trying, but it just seems like a lot. And then I get into the shower and after I get out of the shower, I try to make sure that I don't, this is so dumb, I try to make sure that I don't rub my skin with the towel and then I blot it so that my skin doesn't get super dry because it's something that I heard one time that if you use the towel, like you understand what I'm saying? There's just all these things that come into your mind, I think, based off of the media and content that makes you feel like there's so many things you could be doing to make a healthier lifestyle that it just becomes too much at once and then you're like kind of at ground zero where you're like well where do i even begin because there's so many things that i'm supposed to be doing
0: yeah definitely i think anytime there's a thing to do somebody is going to try and tell you a better way to do that thing yeah so if you're like it's helpful i just showered i need to dry myself don't dry yourself this way. It's like <laughs> yeah. I just need to get dry. I don't really care if, if I'm blotting or whatever. It's like <laughs> I need to drink water. Yeah, I drank some water today, but did you drink a gallon? Right. It's like I eat healthy. How many cups of vegetables did you It's like But it's like imagine if you did it all right.
1: Be, you know?
0: There's never been a person that has ever done it all right.
1: Yeah, I think it is about like making sure that you just do your best. But it was just a conversation we had and I was like it's just it's just kind of crazy to think about all the things that are overwhelming you know
0: yeah and if even if you take it out of like you're framing it in like a health way think about it in like a like how you're supposed to work right like okay wake up every day and do your most productive tasks the first three things you do at work only check your emails every once every hour like There's just so many different things that people are going to tell you of how to do better. Yeah. When.
1: I guess it's a matter of what you what you take in and what really like sits with you personally Mm -hmm. and what you're willing to change and be like, oh, I feel like that would help me personally and like then take it like that. But it was just like it's an overwhelming feeling of all the things that we could do to better ourselves. And like that's kind of like the era we're in of like self-help and like bettering yourself and like. I just feel like that's where we've been for a long time. And not me and you, just society.
0: Yeah. Every, well, it's... Yeah. I mean, there's so much there to that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to mention it because I was like... I had it written down on my phone to talk about because I just thought I was... In, I think it's interesting. Pe-
0: people would probably say that, like, we're... We are...
1: Oh, I think we do it.
0: No, like, we push bettering on... Like, not bettering. I don't know, that's not the right word. But, like, we push... Oh, if you do this with your significant other, do this because it's better. Or like, I don't know. What don't you know? Well, I, I think that we would be considered guilty of being one of those no like, pushers. To yes, try and, yes, yes. Yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I'm not blaming anybody for it because I think like there is it is very helpful, and I do love listening to like finance podcasts or health podcasts or things that are just like ha- you know podcasts in general are kind of about like bettering yourself, and I think mm-hmm. it's always good to be doing that. I think. I came to a point where I was overwhelmed by all of the content, and then I was like, I really cannot, like, scroll through this stuff every day and, like, see, you know, this perspective and the other perspective, and it kind of honestly fucks with my mind because I feel like I will I will agree on one perspective of one topic, and then I will hear somebody else's perspective, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's actually the right perspective, and then in my yeah. mind, I'm like, I don't even know what my perspective is anymore because I'm hearing all of these perspectives. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, there's just so much out there that I'm like, I'm getting to a point where I don't know what I believe because I can't, I like hearing other sides and their perspectives. But if you don't take a stance, then it's like, well, it's always going to be that. And there's not really a right answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that there are difference of opinions or differing ideas, there's always going to be like, you can think about it this way or about that way. Right. It's never an easy people can be so confident and so steadfast in their beliefs around how much water to drink and and like that and then somebody could have the exact same confidence in like an opinion that says don't drink that much water yeah i know it's like so where do i fall in (laughs) i'm just gonna drink some water and (laughs) i don't know
1: yeah i just think it's like it is that is what like the social media has done to me recently and we were kind of talking about it with my brother the other night just about how much content you intake and it's it's exhausting because there's always somebody's opinion and not just random opinions like i'm not looking at like random people's opinions and being like oh they're probably right i'm looking at people's opinions who i feel like are very smart people or really do have a side to say and i'm like oh shiz well now i'm like i don't know where i am
0: yeah Yeah, people that you can trust their opinions, but their two opinions can be very different. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Anyway, that was a little, we don't really have like life updates. I just wanted to kind of talk about it and just hear what you guys think. So, if you have any thoughts on it, send us a DM. Let us know. Yeah. Today's episode is the first episode of the month, which is September, which is insane.
0: Cannot believe it's September.
1: We've almost been living at the beach for a year. flew by. Our wedding, you guys, was almost a year ago. Yep. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. So we are doing our advice column. You're getting a call from eight seven seven number. Um. So let's just let's just start. Another ones on the side. "Okay, I'm twenty four. I graduated college recently and live at home, but I've been dating my boyfriend for six years. Mm-hmm. How come this thing is like in my way? Like I can't read it. Oh, got it." He has been living on his own the last couple of years. I feel ready to move out and in together, but it's a big change. It's that awkward phase of being recent graduating, but also adulting now. Advice for this transition transition in life?
0: Yeah, this I is mean, a
1: pretty like typical one. I feel like we get um, to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's definitely a transitional period. You are probably contemplating, like where do I want to live? What am I going to do? I've been with this person for six months or six years. Is it going to be my forever person? Do I want to move in them? Do I want to move to my own place? Do I like just so many things? And I think the best like (laughs) advice, at least the way I think of it, is like do what you want to do and be okay with when what you want to do is like the wrong answer. Yeah. Meaning like.
1: If it doesn't work out.
0: If it doesn't work out, whatever you want to work out, then you've got to be okay with like, Accepting that it didn't work out and be okay with it.
1: And also, just like going with your gut, with whatever yeah. what you want to do, you know, and not overthinking mm-hmm. is it the right time? It's like, don't even think about the questions and the what ifs. Just think about, like, do you want
0: this? Yeah. Yeah. Focus on what you want, not on like, there shouldn't be any self doubt. There shouldn't be any like, go in with confidence, do what you want to do and make the best of it because you are at a point in your life where you can have the flexibility to go try these things, to go take a little more risks, to go do what whatever your gut is telling you because some of that freedom goes. Totally.
1: How do I stop letting people get under my skin? If someone is rude or disrespectful to me or a friend, I can't let it go. I feel the need to confront them and expect an apology. If it's someone random I don't know or even have a family member or even a family member, I can't just let it go. Like most people who look for trouble, They obviously don't apologize and I get more angry to the point where I say and do things that I regret. Then when I've calmed down, I realize how stupid I was to even bite back at that person. I just feel a deep amount of disrespect and I feel like I can't let anyone do that to me even if they're not worth my time. Whoa. Um, I'm kind of like this. You're
0: definitely like this. (laughs) (laughs) When you first started reading that, that was the first thing that came to my mind is that you're like this.
1: I am emotionally... I'm emotional about things like this, like
0: i you are very easily bothered when even stuff isn't meant to bother you. It's not like somebody walked up and punched you in the face or somebody walked up and said something mean, yeah, you were just bothered by things not going exactly how you want them to be going,
1: yeah, and I feel like I'm also like that with other people.. Mm-hmm. I feel like if something does somebody does somebody else wrong or me wrong in a way that i guess it doesn't even matter how how but Mm. i feel the need for it to be like fixed and resolved
0: yeah so what is your advice for this person
1: (sighs) you go first because you might be have
0: better advice i honestly don't know if i have great advice i think it's really hard if you are like hardwired internally to like be super bothered by that stuff, then it's not going to be a quick change. I think you kind of like wrote the solution in the question when I think it's she, when she said... Or he, I don't know. When she said, um, afterwards, I always realize how stupid it was of me to like but they're saying- snap back. So I think they're saying like when I look back hindsight, like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I think moving that thought to the beginning and, like, yeah, realizing... Training your brain. Yeah, starting to train yourself of, like, okay, this is exactly what I don't want to do. I feel pissed off right now because I just watched XYZ happen. Rather than me just acting, I need to, like take a step back and slow down.
1: I think something I've learned through this and it happening to me is that if I wait long enough and don't say anything, eventually I will forget about it and I won't care. Mm-hmm. And then I will look back on the like the situation and be like, I'm really happy I didn't say anything because I don't care anymore. Yeah. So I think it is about like letting it kind of rest even if you think you're calmed down and like giving it a day or two and if it's something bad enough where it's like a week has gone by and you cannot stop thinking about this then maybe that's a different situation
0: yeah right yeah definitely and I think another thing about it is at least for you and other people they get so caught up in wanting to be involved in other people's lives that like if you see something going on with other people and you're like I want to dig in there because I want like a little fun in my life, like, it's like, no, mind your own business. Like, don't get in there. You're only going to cause yourself more headache. You're only going to intertwine yourself in stuff that like, you don't want to be intertwined. If it's
1: not involving you.
0: Exactly. If somebody else is doing your friend wrong and you're, you're like, okay, I can either stick up for my friend and my friend's not asking me to do this. So why am I going to go do it? Yeah. I'm not doing it for my friend. I'm doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. This is something I think a little bit with you sometimes you try and like protect me and I'm like I don't (laughs) need protecting wait till I ask you for help because when you try and protect me and I don't want it you're actually creating the headache for me that I don't want yeah it's true. and I think that goes to the person here who wrote this in like you interjecting yourself in there is like you're doing that for yourself and
1: well what do you mean I don't think necessarily.
0: You're doing it for yourself because you're probably subconsciously looking for some adversity in your life. You're looking for something that like, you know, boils your blood a little bit to get you going to like you want that adversity. You want that.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: you like that. So you're going to interject in this.
1: It's a mix of that, but also being able to stand up for yourself or other people like a mixture, like a balance. Right. Stand
0: up for yourself is one thing. Standing up for other people is an, a different thing, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do you want to find some? Find sure. one you can read.
0: Okay. So this is a just a request for another episode, but we can just answer it here. So this person wrote in, hi, I love your podcast, especially the advice episodes, since I don't have an older sister. I would love another girl talk episode where maybe you could talk about birth control, uh, And living with your significant other not being on birth control.
1: I love that that's the one you picked to read.
0: It was literally the first one I clicked (laughs) on, so.
1: Um, Yeah, this is a good question. I feel like I could definitely – I like the Girl Talk episodes, and I'll definitely do more because I think those are – solo Girl Talk episodes is always nice. Um, But what was it? Just about, like, birth control and stuff?
0: Yeah, just about birth control.
1: So, weirdly enough, I feel like we haven't fully talked about that with – it's always just – I don't know what this is, but it's always just been a thing where I have never been on birth control since we've been together, Mm -hmm. ever, because I just decided – I was on it once in high school, kind of like messed with my body, and then from then on, I was like, I'm just not – I don't want to go on it. haven't gotten pregnant since ever, so I just decided not to go on it, but you never really asked me. Like, I think some people do get asked, like, are you on the pill, or like, you know, to try to be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think you've ever asked me that I think maybe maybe I've mentioned it when we were dating or something yeah um what's the question just advice. just your thoughts around it okay so I've never been on anything and as a couple whether you're dating I mean I'm assuming you're wondering because you're dating or you're having fun or whatever mm-hmm. um I think it's First of all, it's your decision what you decide to do. So for me, I decided not to be on it. And there are plenty of other ways that we can be safe and not get pregnant if we don't want to. Um, and I think, like, for us, you being super understanding of my decisions not being on birth control has been amazing because I've never been – you've never asked me or been like, Maybe you should. Like, it's never yeah. been that type of conversation, which I think for some people it probably could – it probably is. Yeah. Which isn't always bad. I'm just saying sometimes I think it can be, like, toxic. But
0: – Yeah. Yeah. I think – The way I think about this is if you're like a single girl, single person and want to be on birth control, then like that's obviously your own decision. I think when you get into a relationship and start having family planning that it's still your decision, but being able to be open and talking about it and being honest about it, like in a conversation like Julia and I didn't really talk about it but i feel like i knew pretty early that you weren't on birth control yeah and i think the other thing that i makes me think of why you need to have a conversation about it and be honest is because there are potential long-term side effects to it so if
1: wait you're saying why you need to think about if you want to be on it
0: and like what you're gonna what is your family planning what is your family thinking about or you know if you and i were on like early whatever like 5 years ago we're like yeah we need birth control we need it because we just want to whatever and now we're looking back and we're saying oh but we want to have kids and realizing that birth control messes with your fertility then Which
1: disclaimer this is not information that we know No
0: no 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 I'm just saying yeah. there there is stuff that it can but I yeah I yeah. obviously don't know right. but I'm just saying that's why it needs to be part of the conversation around like that needs to involve your partner, right? If if I'm saying I want to have kids and you're sneaking the pill, meaning we can't have kids, then right. like that can be bad. Or if you're telling me, oh, I'm on the pill, I'm on the pill, don't worry.
1: And you're not. And
0: then you're not yes. and then we have kids and then I feel like I was lied to, you were dishonest and now we have a kid. Right. Like just having that conversation.
1: Yeah, and just is- being honest and open because I – it is uh your own decision what you do, but that doesn't mean you can't share the information. Like you still have to be honest with your partner and like talk about it. And it can yeah. be a duel. like a what are you doing? What are you doing?
0: Be real, just posted <sighs> that they you have two minutes. Oh my god. So I just did it.
1: It can be like a um partnership decision as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah. why I said in the beginning you of what don't I was saying know, is that it's a if you're a single person, then you are making your own decision yeah. that it can be involved. In-
1: I think also talk to your friends about it and family and just be like this is, you know, there's so many different forms of birth control um, and there's also ways to not get pregnant without being on birth control. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can get weird with this, but I, I, it obviously is a money thing to give everybody birth control Yeah. for any reason. Um, but there are good things about it too. So I'm not saying I just personally don't like it for myself. So,
0: yeah. All right. Here's another one. Somebody wrote in. So I've been with my boyfriend since I was 15 and we're both now 21. He's the love of my life and I can't imagine life without him, but we are reaching an age where after graduation, we may move in together. I want to live together more than anything, but I'm also worried that it might be a lot of commitment before we are married or even engage. I would love to get your feedback and advice. I know Pat has said that you guys didn't move in together until after marriage. How was that? Do you think it made a difference when you guys did move in? How do I know if I'm ready and not committing too early? Thanks, guys. Uh,
1: I don't want to be the one to say this, but I feel like if you're asking the question about how do you know if you're ready, then maybe you're not. Yeah. Is that not the way to look at it?
0: that's uh, definitely a position that you could take. It doesn't mean you're right <laughs> uh, or wrong.
1: No. But. Yeah. I, um, no. Okay. I don't, I fully like take that back a little bit because I do think it's like such a big step and everybody wants to make sure that you're doing it the right way. And like I've said before, I had issues with this, with getting married just based on social norms
0: mm-hmm. of being
1: like, I'm too young. Like that's something that bothered me. And then I questioned, am I ready? When in reality, I actually was ready. Um, so that could be a way to look at it, just thinking about, like, what are the reasons where you're why you're hesitating, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, uh, understanding why you're writing in wondering these questions. Um, and like we said earlier in the episode, talking about, like, the transition out of college, what to do with life, like, moving in together with your significant other is another big transition that feels like there's a ton of weight to it. It's not going to – like you're going to get an answer quicker moving in together about your relationship, I think, mm-hmm. versus not. Yeah. That being said, that could mean you guys move in and you're broken up in three months.
1: But then you know.
0: But then you know that's not your person. The other flip side is that you could move in together and realize, yeah, we're 21, but I want to be married by the time we're 22. Mm-hmm. Like it, You could realize – even more, i wish i did this sooner yeah you could realize even more love that you have for this person
1: yeah pat didn't want to live together before we were married mm-hmm. which is a i feel like a more unique side because yeah. i think a lot of people really think like oh we should definitely live together to make sure um and we didn't do that i mean technically we did because of covid but only for like a month
0: <laughs> yeah and that wasn't even yeah it wasn't even our fault, so. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't really our decision and, I, and it wasn't our house. It wasn't like we were like, okay, we bought a no, house, we're moving no, no, no. in or like but at first, when when lease together. It was still a very.
1: Yeah, and when Pat had said that to me first, like, oh, I don't want to live together until we're married. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, not really for that. And then he kind of gave me his explanation on why. And I was kind of like, okay, like I do appreciate those like thoughts and like that. So I. And then it just was something he was passionate about. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's not do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's, like we always say, like there's never going to be the perfect right to- time where you're absolutely 100% confident. You you might, sounds like based on what you wrote in, that you are confident that you do want to do it. You're just, you know, getting in your head a little bit and hesitating because of that. So. I would say do it. Don't don't second guess. Kind of trust your gut with it. Go do it. Make the best of it. Love it. There's a lot of fun that can come along with living with, you know, your partner. Yeah. Um, but I'll, again, be okay with yourself if it goes wrong.
1: Yeah. I dined and dashed, but now I feel terrible for it. Can I fix it? I went to dinner with my manager and he suggested that we dine and dash. I had a few drinks and stupidly agreed. <laughs> Jeez, your manager. Now that I'm sober, I feel so guilty. This really is not my nature and I feel so bad. Should I leave it or go back and pay? Because <laughs> it's too late. I thought I could maybe make an excuse and say that I thought my manager had paid but realized that he hadn't and therefore was back to foot the bill. Or do I just live with my guilt? Um, my first thought is I feel like there are things that we do in our past that we don't, there are things that, mistakes that we make in our past that we do not have to continuously feel guilty for. Mm-hmm. This seems like this just happened, and obviously, I don't know what you ended up doing, but I don't feel like, I mean, it, I feel like because you know that you it was wrong and you feel guilty for it, it seems like you're going to continue to hold that guilt, and I guess my point is trying to tell you that you don't need to hold on to the guilt. Yeah. Um, It was a mistake. You're not going to do it again. There's so many things we do in our life that are like mistakes, and we feel so, so guilty for where it eats us alive. And we have to like let go of that guilt, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely it's you didn't kill somebody, you didn't murder anybody. What you did isn't the end of the world. I would say though, if this was me, call the restaurant, pay the bill, say, Hey, we did this, like own up to it. They're not gonna arrest you. Walk in with whatever you think the amount was in cash. If it was eighty dollars, just say, Hey, can I talk to the manager? Tell the manager what you did, hand over the cash and just go on because you will feel so much better Like knowing you took the higher ground. Knowing that yeah. you realized you made a mistake and then you're trying to make it right, you will feel so much better.
1: Unfortunately, this manager took advantage of you, I feel like. I'm like, No,
0: I'm saying the manager I know, of the restaurant.
1: I know, and she's saying that she yeah. went to dinner with her manager and her manager suggested it. Yeah, And I feel like as a manager, you're a boss of somebody and you're going to suggest maybe they... Maybe you just hired this girl or boy yeah. and they feel intimidated, so they're going to just basically do anything you say. Not that that makes it right for the person who also went along with it, but yeah. you're a manager. You're supposed to set an example and you, you're you like, oh, let's do this. It'll be fine. And yeah. I'm picturing the situation of the person being like, oh, uh, like I don't know, yeah, but you know? okay, I don't want to get fired, so like I'm going to just do it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. This, you, you obviously feel guilty about it and yeah. it's not something that you need to feel terribly guilty about, but... If you're still thinking about it, like, go make it right. I have a quick story about that when I was young. And this is.
1: I mean, I've done some dumb stuff in my life. So, well, yeah. No, I
0: i remember I did something that my parents, like, found out about. Actually, they were maybe even there for. It. What'd you do? I, like, did something to just, like, a kid. After one of my soccer games, I think I. That our, after one of our soccer games, the coach was giving, like, his after the game speech. And I poured my water bottle down the kid's back. and
1: During the speech? During the
0: speech, <laughs> yeah. So it was like disruptive. It was mean. It was everything. And we got home and my parents sat me down and they made me call the kid <laughs> to apologize. Oh and they made me call my soccer coach yeah. and apologize to him too. And it was-
1: Did you feel sorry immediately after you did that?
0: Yeah, it was like it's- I had this little idea. I had my water bottle I was drinking out of. The kid was right there. I just dumped it down his back. Yeah. And then it was like, "Oh crap." But I didn't like I didn't own up to it. Like I knew everybody knew yeah. I did it, but I didn't like own up like, "Ah, oh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry." I yeah. kind of like haha, kid laughed it off and then kept pl- whatever. Yeah. And when I got home, my parents like talked to me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, that was a mistake." And then they were like well you're admitting a mistake so you need to call the people that you hurt and apologize
1: yeah admit so it to i them. had to
0: call yeah i called the kid and said hey i'm sorry that was rude of me i shouldn't yeah. have done that and and then the same thing with the soccer coach i called him and it was funny because with the soccer coach and that's still a soccer coach that i talk to this day he was like he was like yeah you know that was pretty dis- disrespectful of you to interrupt me while i was talking to the team and the parents like you shouldn't have done that but I really do appreciate you calling to apologize. Yeah. Like it made it better in his mind too.
1: There's so many things that I can remember or I feel like that everybody does that are mistakes that you basically are taking back as you're doing it. You know, like when you do something, you're like, oh, this is going to be so funny. And then as soon as you start doing it, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. this isn't exactly how I thought it was going to go. Or like in your mind, you're like, dang, I really shouldn't have done that. But yeah. then it's like you feel too late and you're like, you already made the mistake. Yeah. Those types of people and types of mistakes are not something to harp on because... Everyone's going to do that, and you do feel bad, and you feel guilty, and, you know, you get over it. Yeah. My manager is a 30-year-old male dating a teen coworker, 18 18-year-old girl. I'm 25. I have been working in retail for some time now. My manager is very sweet and caring and overall a great guy. But something that's been bothering me is that he has started dating one of our coworkers. She was hired as a teen and is just 18. I'm not sure if they were talking before she was – of age but she's definitely too young for him i'm friends with them both and i want them to be happy but whatever i see them whenever i see them getting touchy with one another my stomach drops i talked to some of the other co-workers about them and they just shrugged it off and said this that she came on to him even so i just feel weird about the whole situation and i've been thinking about quitting it rubs me the wrong way and no one else seems to care am i right to be disturbed should i bring should i bring their relationship to hr or should i just quit and be done with this whole situation whoa it's kind of interesting that you feel like you need to quit because of this like it's making you that uncomfortable that you're like i don't want to be a part of this because maybe your gut is telling you that like this is a bad situation and this person this guy is taking advantage of this young
0: girl yeah did it say how old the guy was
1: it says 30 year old male dating an 18 year old female yeah so i think you (laughs) you know like the age of adult is 18 but i feel like you have to be older than that like if you're 18 you're on a line yeah, and if you're you're a manager at like a company and you're dating a coworker and you manage all these people,
0: yeah, right? I don't know. It's- yeah, I. So I think my advice
1: <laughs> should you quit or not?
0: <laughs> uh, you definitely have the right to like be kind of like skeeved out a mm-hmm. little bit. Like the, it, it can I can see how that would feel kind of weird. Um, you know if if. If you think it's that bad, then obviously the people to go to is HR or like police. And you right? can be if anonymous, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. HR, you have to be, a, or you definitely or, can be anonymous, whatever. So I think if you bring it up to them and if their position is, hey, we can't, we can't do anything about it. Like they're both consenting adults, like then that's fine. The other thing is, like, word. could she talk yeah, to the quit. girl? Yeah. Just to me, like, that's you like, want a, this? Like, uh, obviously, you know what the girl wants, right? She's well, with Well, in that the guy. case, she is 18. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I'm thinking that this person thinks it's so uncomfortable because she's like, this is off. She's like, something is weird. Like, this is off. Like, I feel like that's what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Maybe. It's hard to know.
1: tell, obviously, from our perspective, but...
0: And if it is something where it's like getting in the way of your day, your life, your happiness, your mental health, like, yeah, then move on. Quit your job. Go find something else. Go do something else. But...
1: I love that the coworker said that she came on to him, so they shrug it off. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shame's the girl. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope that's a little bit helpful. I think it's like there's really nothing you can do because they're of age, but if it's uncomfortable, like you don't have to be there to watch it, I guess. Yeah. Do you ask your friends how they are? This is something that I could probably relate to. That might sound like an odd question but i'm trying to work out if i don't have great friends or if i'm reading things the wrong way being sensitive i am neurodivergent so sometimes i do take things the wrong way is that like a thing neurodivergent never heard of that is it normal for adults to just not check in on their friends. I've had the thought that maybe we're all too busy, but they seem to have time to talk about themselves. I feel like that I'm a caring person, and if I know someone is going through something or even not, I check in. I don't get that back. I feel like people are just talking at me all the time. Am I being unreasonable to want my friends to show interest in how I am? I think you're being super reasonable. I think it is very reasonable to want your friends to check in on you and to think it's weird that your friends are not checking in on you when you feel like you care so much about them. Yeah. Right? There could yeah. be a, a little bit of, you know, sensitivity and um.
0: what's the word they use?
1: Just reading into things more, but.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that sucks about friends and family and other people is that they generally usually don't care. Yeah, and that is something that like kind of sucks to think about. Um, some people are better at covering up that they do or don't care. But well, I think what you mostly... said is perfect, though. Is that they
1: usually don't care, but yeah, that doesn't they mean they never care. do.
0: Yeah, and I think the depth of conversation you're having, like they don't ask how I'm doing like well did you just are you texting with them like they're not going to ask really how you're doing they probably don't really care in that setting like they're Mm -hmm. out doing something but if you're like you know sitting down and you say you know hey I want to have a talk I want to hear how you're doing and I want to tell you how I'm doing like then that's a different setting where hopefully people are willing to be more involved to kind of go to that deeper depth and understand.
1: The question of do you ask your friends how they are? I think yes. I do. Yeah. And and I relate to this because I do feel like I don't get the same thing back sometimes. That's never going to stop me from asking my friends how they are. But I do think there is a level of like different people are different have different emotional abilities and sensitivities. And I am one of those more sensitive people where I don't feel like I get that back. And then I read into it more. And then I think yeah. it's worse than it is.
0: Yeah. I also, a lot of people don't like or don't know how to have those types of conversations because they didn't have those conversations growing up. They don't have them now. So they're uncomfortable with them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we did a, a podcast episode recently where I was talking about this conversation I had with one of my friends and his wife. And it was the first time he had ever had a conversation about emotions like period. And yeah, he doesn't know how to have those conversations. So he and I don't always have those like deep conversations where with one of my other buddies, I'm like, why are we always talking this deep? Like, why can't we just chit chat or like whatever? And just a lot of people aren't comfortable having those conversations. So they avoid them. Mm. And for whatever reason, whether that like, if you're just the, you're the one that wants to, and they don't like you might have to lead them into a way to have those conversations where they do get comfortable and, wanting to know how you're doing and yeah and actually talk about it
1: yeah female friend slash co-worker said something that made me doubt about myself recently i've reconnected with an old acquaintance who joined my company i'm 28 haven't seen this girl in also 28 in years it's a boy and a girl we started going for lunch together every day talking about anything really and having good conversations i recently broke up with my girlfriend and i just mentioned something My ex had said a few days ago, I bet you will move on quickly. And my coworker replied, who's going to date you? Haha, I'm joking. Do you guys think she thinks I'm ugly? She's fairly good looking. I haven't thought about making a move on her, but her comment wasn't really nice. I don't see myself as ugly. I think I'm decent looking, but this comment really ruined my day. Was she out of order or am I overreacting? Also, I was thinking of distancing myself from her. as I don't want people where I work to think I have an old, ulterior motive and see me as the guy who befriends girls because he likes them
0: why are all these advice things about whether or not people are overreacting or how they should it's like you're not overreacting you're never overreacting whatever your your intuition whatever your gut reaction is 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 not an over or under
1: no and like it's a mean thing to say who's gonna date you haha i'm joking the haha i'm joking part of that question is just to save themselves from think like to make you think that they're kidding and it's not a joke
0: yeah right yeah, it's the most like. Who knows? Maybe she was being dead honest. Maybe she was like, "Yeah, who would date you? I wouldn't date you. Who cares? Move on." Like, it's not about trying to find a, a million people to date you. Like, it's also one person's opinion. Like, you can't get caught up in one person that you work with who said, "I wouldn't date you." Like, yeah. For every person that won't date you, there are ten that will.
1: Yeah. Or vice versa. But yeah.
0: No. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Okay. No. <laughs> I have this conversation. <laughs> with, uh, I'll show you the text this morning. With who? My one friend. That has... Yeah, He's lived a difficult life. His, um, He's never had a girlfriend. And he is so caught up in what makes him not dateable, not attractive, not anything, that he overlooks all of his redeeming qualities and I constantly constantly like to the point where I'm tired of it tell him like if you focus on your redeeming qualities there are millions of people that would want to date you Mm -hmm. and all you think about are the people that would say no yeah and it's like you know the person who wrote this this little thing in like yeah who knows if what this girl said was rude or not or she was serious like it doesn't matter also like if, if it was serious great like that's one to check off your list she's not going to date you mm-hmm. if it was joking then great she was just joking yeah like
1: okay let's read the last one more
0: okay you want to read this one sure
1: bah, bah, bah. another maybe like a dating one but
0: Firstly, I appreciate your guys' podcast so much. I gain something every week. Mm -hmm. I submit a question for advice almost every month, and I love how you two give completely different responses and points of view to any question. Okay, so my boyfriend and I have been together for five years. He went to California for university. I was in eastern Canada. Even when we are home, we live two hours apart. We're now both graduated, back home, and battling between four cities and can't make an agreement, but we're tired of the distance. He wants to go back to Cali, but I've told him that professionally and financially, it's just not in the cards for me to move to the U.S. right now. But I would be open in the future. Even after telling him that multiple times, it seems like he's still very much considering moving back and I don't know what to do. I personally feel like I have compromised a lot throughout a relationship and feel like he doesn't budge much for me. I need to commit to something soon and pursue it because I'm currently unemployed and want to start my career. Is that it? Yep.
1: <sighs> okay. I have to just stay my, say my first thought that we always do because it's just my first thought is that maybe, maybe you're just in two different places in life. Mm-hmm. And because of the stage of life you're in and like college and jobs and getting started, it it's not always going to line up. Yeah. And maybe taking a break and figuring out your own life and not having to do it together would be like such a good thing for you and for your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's just one side.
0: Yeah. What's the other side?
1: I mean, the other side is compromise, but it depends how not willing your boyfriend is to compromise. It sounds like what you're saying is that he hasn't compromised for you. Yeah. And that is also just a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. I think the way I was thinking about it is if your boyfriend doesn't want to compromise, if you feel like you're the one constantly giving, giving, giving – you're ultimately going to end up resenting him Mm -hmm. because you feel like you're giving more than he's giving to a relationship where it should be like equal, then like that's not a path you want to go on. That's not a path you want to go down. And no matter how long you've been together, whether you've been together two years, five years, married for 10 years, married for 20 years, there comes a point where like you need to have the confidence that you can move on. You're if you're not in a position to go to California to live there, you really don't. You feel like you're giving up too much of yourself. Then being okay, moving on, like that's okay. That's gonna be good. Hard to say, at least from our perspective. Like with just that little, you know, five sentences. Yeah. Like what does this actually mean? Are you always giving? And he's just kind of like pulling you along for the ride because he knows what he wants and he's just going to get that and you're just there. Yeah. Like it's hard to know. But things
1: for you to think about, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Things for you to think about. Also, like the level of conversation you guys have had around this, right? If this is just something that you've kind of bottled up and he probably never thinks about, then like then you're not going to get a true answer Mm -hmm. but if you're able to have these types of conversations with him and say hey i want to talk to you about how serious we are about where we're moving like are we going to move together do you want to keep doing this like what what does the one year three year and five year plan look like for our relationship and i know that's like a frowned upon conversation sometimes but You guys are at a stage where there's a lot going on, a lot of things changing, that you do need to be honest and straightforward with each other, but also straightforward with yourself. Yeah. And sometimes the best answer might not be, or it might be to not be together.
1: Yeah. I think it's just different things to look at and perspectives for you, which is what we always try to do here on this podcast. Always. Which I think is the new name of our podcast, Perspective. Perspective. The Perspective Podcast. Oh, that's a good name. Oh, there we go. That's not a bad name. All right. Google it. Um, <laughs> You're sitting weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that is it. <laughs> Stop. 20. That is it for today's episode, our advice column. Hope you guys got something out of it. And even if it wasn't your thing that you wrote in, maybe you just learned something new.
0: Yeah. And actually, now that we have the new Google form for the... um.
1: We have a form on our highlights. That just
0: means that if we didn't get to what you wrote in, next time it'll still be there. So we'll be able to get to it then.
1: And you can always write in on the advice column form because it's in a highlight on our Instagram. You Stop moving for a second. So that's it for this week. And we will see you guys next week.
0: See everybody. Bye. Bye.